Hello, my friends. This is the Red Diva, Persephone Rose. Welcome to episode nine of the Sovereign Health Podcast. Today, I am grateful for the hint of fall that is in the air. For oldest, bestest friends who love you no matter how you show up. For the beautiful lessons that this brutal Venus retrograde has brought me. For the newest member of my team, a beautiful blue liquid butterfly named Mr. Pisces, who is always happy to see me and blows me fishy love bubbles on the surface of his bowl. I am, as always, recording in my antique apartment building in the heart of the Willamette Valley in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. And so I am grateful for the dripping kitchen sink because, well, I have a sink, I have a kitchen, I have running water. Not everyone in the world does, and so I am incredibly blessed. Today is supposed to be the day that I wrap up the discussion around the marvelous macronutrient fat. But for me, the past several weeks have held some challenges, both physical and metaphysical, and TBH, I don't have the bandwidth to dive into molecular structure and biochemistry and which fats are good for what. Yesterday, I met with previously mentioned bestest woman friend, and as always, she restoreth my soul. We talked a lot about grief, about the difference between being needy and acknowledging which needs have to be met and by whom. We talked about taking accountability for our own shit, doing our own work, balancing and comforting our own fragile, unbalanced nervous systems, and also knowing when it's time to stop putting our nervous system through the ringer of triggers to our trauma. And so today, at the last minute, I am waxing as poetically as possible on some recent aha moments that I've had on being sovereign when I am absolutely at the end of myself, and it's hard. I am going to speak mostly in the first person because these are my life lessons, my aha moments, and I am sharing with you in hopes that my vulnerability will strike a chord where it is needed. Do what you will with this info, but at the very least, let it be food for thought. Let it lead you to examine your own values and whether you are living in accordance with them. I have up to this point made great effort when submitting my podcast episodes for publishing to be able to check the box that indicates there is no profanity. I am not checking that box with this episode. Spoiler alert, there may be F-bombs ahead. 
I have often said that if we all went around swearing, that those words would just become regular words, and we'd have to make up new special bad ones. There is actual science showing that swearing increases dopamine and serotonin levels, that people do indeed feel that they have expressed the importance of their message better if that message is accompanied by a word or two that is socially inappropriate. I think no one can accuse me of not being fluent or eloquent or loquacious or of having a poor grasp of English vocabulary. And if my words do offend you, I am sorry. Not sorry enough to edit myself or give up my sovereignty to placate you. In the words of my favorite singer-songwriter, Roger Klein, I may not be your kind if your kind is faint of heart. A week or so ago, I spoke to some gals in a Boss Babes type support group, and I encouraged them to consider that when we are evaluating our own values, in order to be living in integrity with them, that there are always values we hold, which are not our own values. They are someone else's. And because this is my lived experience, I suspect and believe that women tend to internalize and emote and strive to uphold more than a lion's share of someone else's values. Nowhere does this show up more poignantly or cause more debilitating unsovereignty than in my most important and most fragile relationship, the one that I hold with myself with a capital S. I've talked about how I don't believe any of us incarnated into the here and now for the sole purpose, the S-O-U-L purpose of doing the dishes or cleaning the toilet that we came here to participate in our big rocks and that which brings us joy, and that we should prioritize accordingly. And yet, the sacred mundane exacts from us that we do all the things. What I desire is that we recognize that we do it because the mundane is sacred, and it must be done by someone. But it is not necessarily my life's purpose, nor is it the thing that I value the most. What if I also said the shockingly unpopular and socially unacceptable thing that perhaps we did not come here for the sole S-O-U-L purpose of sacrificing our well-being for anyone around us? including our spouses, significant others, or even our children. Sometimes I take on a lot of anxiety about the longevity and security of those relationships, and I consider it just part of the normal. Whether I am showing up as an overgiving caretaker or an underappreciated victim whose needs are not being met, I believe that sometimes when I show up to those roles, parent, partner, friend, employee, as if 
that is the thing I value most, that I model unhealthy ways of being to the people that I do value with deep reverence and love. And by so doing, I perpetuate patriarchy and victimhood and cultural structures that purposefully exist to keep me playing small. I continue to live out someone else's values about my role in the universe. And in this case, it would not be just that the toilet needing to be cleaned is tantamount to all else, but that this particular relationship is the thing I value the most, that herein lies my safety and security. And I continue, as Carl Jung described, to do the same thing over and over and marvel that I do not get more fulfilling results. This is what I want to suggest. That whether the thing that has got me at the end of myself is a sickness or a syndrome or a dysregulated nervous system or job burnout or a relationship that at worst hurts or at best feels slightly less than, whether it's oxidative stress or unbalanced blood sugar or lack of movement or lack of joy or endless sacrifice and drudgery or a complete lack of executive functioning to do anything or all-encompassing grief and loss or all of the above. That the answer to being sovereign when I am at the end of myself is always me. The answer is not being angry or anxious at someone for not being who I want them to be. It is not blaming anyone for my unhappiness or pain. It is not nitpicking my relationships to death or waiting for someone to meet my needs. It is not following the previously laid out rules, even if I agreed to them. It is not selfless, unconditional love for everyone around me. It is not fitting myself into someone else's expectations, just as it is not cramming someone else into my version of their self. So what if for a period of time, I made it my job, not just my big rocks and my adventures and my overarching life's purpose, but my job, my J-O-B, sacred mundane duty and responsibility to be exquisitely self-aware, to follow my own voracious appetite for pleasure and joy, and safety, and security, and figure out how to get that for myself? What if I let everyone else off the hook for meeting my emotional needs, and I did it with grace and gusto? What if I spoke all five love languages to myself every single day? What if the relationship I showed up most in was the one with me? And for this brief period of time, I did this at the expense of everyone around me. What if I said for this finite period of time, fuck you, 
to anything and anyone that was not in my best interest or in alignment with my values? What if I valued the health of myself more than the health of the relationships I am in? And what if I, for this period of time, agreed with myself that I'm willing to do this and watch what happens? I think that the laws of physics and metaphysics would apply here and there would be fallout. It would be a catalyst for change. I think the people closest to me would notice and the ones who are offended would either get angry or they would ask for conversation and clarity or they would walk away. And I could observe in my objective scientific sovereignty and say, hmm, that's really interesting. I think that I would also be pleasantly surprised at how when I show up for myself, the people around me start to show up for themselves as well. And this would alleviate a burden that I have for their well-being, and it would alleviate any burden that they have for mine. When I show up whole and cared for and already loved, I am so much easier to love and care for. Not to mention that I'm a lot more vibrant and hot as hell and attractive of that which I desire. I want to also acknowledge that I am not the only one in my universe that has the right to suspend their mindset of unselfish nurturance and and gets to choose to be exquisitely voraciously self-aware. There are two sides to this coin. One is letting myself off the hook for giving a flying rat's ass whether anyone else is happy. And the other is that no one is required to give two shits whether I am, because I am sovereign and I've got this. I am not advocating for us all becoming hermits and not needing other people. I am not advocating for a total lack of compassion and empathy and acts of kindness. I am advocating for us all to show up in a way that is not angry and blamey and victimy, to stop whining and to stop codependently teaching other people how to whine. When I take responsibility for my own unconditional love and care and nurturance, even if it is at the expense of yours, I release you from the obligation to take on the impossible task of making me happy. And I believe that when you and I relate without those obligations or expectations, that we will, in fact, bring each other so much more happiness than we could ever have imagined. It has been an emotional, raw, revelational, revolutional Venus retrograde for me. Venus is the planet of love and relationships and connection and beauty and pleasure, and she is going backwards in my house of committed relationships and partnerships. How dare she? I love astrology in that it brings to the front journal prompts, if you will, for areas of myself that could use some love and attention. 
Thank you so much for listening to this crazy, meandering, ranting, venting of a podcast episode. I am so grateful for this creative outlet for expressing the entirety of my self with a capital S. I hope that in some way it resonates. I am the Red Diva. I am sovereign. This is Persephone Rose. It is now your job, your sacred mundane duty and responsibility to go out and have a beautiful day.